Yeah, once again, we are back. This is the Voice of J Culture. You are locked into the Voice of J Culture podcast. One more time, you're back again. It's greatly appreciated. Listen, man, we're going to start things off in our usual manner, and that is in the form of the small, small news. Okay, the first bit comes from the fallout, as you may or may not know. Uh, Huge, huge, huge companies, firms, whatever you want to call them, Apple and Epic, Epic Games, that is. Um, They have been in a very, very uh, hotly contested dispute regarding uh, the monetization on Apple's uh, Apple Store, right? Um, As a result, Fortnite, the game um, who Epic Games own, has been pulled from the Apple Store and some other online stores. This is all to do with how... how, um, you know, uh, the cut that Apple uh, and store owners take from, you know, from some of the revenue that goes through uh, Fortnite, things like V-Bucks and stuff like that. Um, How it was, was that Epic Games, they made a sort of workaround so that you could go and make your in-app slash in-game purchases and that money will go directly to Epic Games, swerving, avoiding the Apple Store. And they did this because they were upset of what they perceived to be too much of a cut being taken from Apple. As a result, it was a big, big, big um, fallout dispute that has gone on. It's currently raging on in court. It is absolutely hilarious to see um, because, you know, you, I, people who might listen to this podcast, maybe not. Uh, we are familiar with a lot of the jargon and things like that, things like, you know, in-app purchases and all the gaming jargon that we use and things that we're familiar with, the Apple Store and stuff. So it's hilarious to see these legal people really have to take their time and break down things that you and I might think are obvious or whatever it is, even down to things like a phone. What is a smartphone? You know, they had to take time to make sure that everybody within that case understood exactly what a smartphone is. What is the, the banana skin? What is a skin for Fortnite? What are V-Bucks? What are these V-Bucks? And so on. So yeah, that, that's been funny. Um, it's another thing of um, the American uh, legal system that is very transparent. You know, it's filmed, it's recorded, unlike how we have here in the UK, where it's very much closed off. Okay, so part of the fallout from these things was you know all kinds of revelations you know where they really opened up um different companies game developers publishers you know in their inner dealings and stuff like that um the latest of which was um something that came up in conversation for me um quite recently and that is that microsoft um have never ever made a profit from xbox now if you think about xbox is going way back you know, in the uh, the early 2000s with the, the launch of the original Xbox. It's something that I knew, I didn't know if it was the case um, as of this latest console, but I do know that their previous consoles, that was indeed the case. I remember speaking about it in our, our group chats that really the only one who consistently make profits from their hardware uh, are Nintendo because we were speaking about why and how games are priced and you know, when they're making systems, how they should price it for consumers and so on. And yeah, that has been reconfirmed that not only for, which I knew was the case for the original Xbox and, you know, the Xbox 360, that indeed for every single Xbox that has come out, the huge corporation that is Microsoft have never seen not one bit of profit from that arm of their business. Very interesting. Um, 
we'll see um because there was there was talk at one point that they were going to shut down xbox and you can see how there is such a push towards you know the digital side of gaming um moving away from physical media moving away from uh, a box you know that sits uh, next to your television and structuring your business around that it's more to do with services 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 which we're seeing across the board you know from your tv and how that has changed over time now it's like on-demand services netflix uh, disney plus you name it amazon you name it streaming services on um you know to to do with gaming and so on and so forth so very interesting there the fallout from the case between apple and epic games has revealed that microsoft have never turned in a profit right on to the next bit and it is regarding one of the other home console uh, players mainstays in the game and that is sony right so the money men the head honchos over at sony have um basically in uh, a word to their investors in a briefing that they have let them know that they do not expect to be able to meet supply of the hotly demanded playstation 5 console going right up into 2022 so here we have a console which launched in 2020 could not get one for love nor money in 2020 still the case here in 2021 and the people the relevant people themselves have uh, told who they need to know who they are legally obliged to inform that this will be the case well into 2022 now what this does for the lifespan of the console the sales of the console it is yet to be seen um that console very soon you know it's funny how time flies very soon we're going to be in and around a year of that console being out you know six months to a year of that console being out as of right now with all the scalping, with all the um, semiconductor shortages, which is what it, what is really holding it up. Um, just, you know, smart devices generally are really being held up by chip shortages. Um, it's, it, it's, it's kind of being softened by the fact that there really aren't PS5 exclusive games just for the PlayStation 5 that are really compelling and um making people want to go and get the ps5 just for those games as of right now their position in the market their the strength of the of the playstation brand and their market share and their mind share has it so that it is still hotly contested it is setting records for you know being one of the most fastest selling consoles of all time but there are just no games there are just no ps5 games of note um currently as of time of recording um Ratchet and Clank looks fantastic. So by the time you got um, the likes of that and you got the likes of your Horizons and your um, God of War games coming out, that might become more of an issue. As of right now, it's not it's not too bad, should we say, because of the fact that there are just no games for this console. Is I have my own thoughts on that because I feel like if you have a console that is released, that is dropping, there should be a compelling reason for you to have that console other than it being an ornament in your house a very big unsightly ornament at that i think that gameplay software is always 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 king and that's the way it should stay no matter how it's served it should lead with gameplay and as of right now those two uh in microsoft and sony have dropped new hardware on the market and between the two of them they just have failed to deliver on that front um so going forward now we're going to see what that is going to mean for um 
for the lifespan of the console, things like sales, things like, you know, because this is all tied in with them shunning Japan, which is a major, major, major gaming market. So we're going to see how this all pans out, how they're restructuring their studios. They've acquired a lot of studios. They've shut down a lot of their smaller studios, which really would have helped in terms of filling out that catalogue and diversifying that catalogue as opposed to just coming with those haymaker punches of AAA games. Fantastic AAA games, but they are fewer and far between. You really need to pad out um, the library and, diversi and diversify it so there's something uh, for everybody. We'll, we'll see how it pans out. As of right now, with those things I've mentioned, it is not looking too great on that front. Um, Resident Evil 8 has come out and... It's strange it sort of uh, flip-flopped at one point it was looking like it was selling below what resident evil 7 did but selling above what resident evil 3 remake did but as of um last i checked i think it was late last night it is one of the best if not the best selling resident evil game uh, of all time going all the way back to that like, resident evil uh, 2 resident evil 2 remake and so on um, again capcom's redemption arc it just continues man this is really great um a few minor mistake missteps here and there but capcom as a whole delivering that quality and that is what we like to see um the next bit i want to talk about is uh games you know that are coming out for the nintendo switch right so if we go back and we and we we, we get our uh, our nintendo hats on for a second this year i think is echoing what we have seen in previous years for example as of right now in let's say the summer months which usually for game releases are the quieter months you would look and you would see there is a zelda game coming out there is a, a monster hunter game coming out another one on top of the one they just released there is um, a square enix game neo ends with you um, and these are all during a very condensed short span you know in july only okay in july those three games are coming out those are like your smaller titles. It's not your major big releases. They're the ones that, like I mentioned earlier, pad out your library and diversify, um, <laughs> kind of diversify your library's portfolio, so to speak, right? So it's different types of games, more frequent, and they are stepping stones towards the huge, bigger releases. So if we look back, and this is in 2021, if we look back at something like, say, 2019, okay, in 2019, during what would be your traditionally leaner spells, which is in the summer, there's less game releases at that time, and they're usually smaller game releases, right? We saw Damon X Machina, we saw Fire Emblem Three Houses, we saw Marvel Ultimate Alliance 3, and we saw Astral Chain. It was just bang, 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 bang during that time. And that led up to, uh, later on in the year, around your November, what they call, you know, the, the holiday season, Christmas running, Black Friday, all, all that time. That is when the most game releases happen. That is when the bigger game releases happen. That paved the way for the likes of Luigi's Mansion 3, which sold 10 million units, and Pokemon Sword and Shield, which we know is a sales goliath, 20 million units. So between just two games alone, you had over 30 million uh, units of sales with just two games. And that's what positioning and... Um, you know diversifying the type of games that you come out uh, can can do for a system okay so i think that this year in 2021 is kind of mirroring years like that like 2019 which i mentioned okay so this year we've got the likes of um you got the likes of the zelda uh, skyward sword hd remix uh remake sorry neo and the world ends with you monster hunter um stories to wings of ruin and I think these smaller games 
are paving the way for something else. What is that something else though? What is it? There's been talk of a Mario Kart 9, although I don't think it would be called Mario Kart 9. I think there's been a couple Mario Karts that have released since Mario Kart 8 Deluxe. So the, the next Mario Kart for main nine home, uh, home consoles, would it be that? I don't know. I'm inclined to think that Nintendo are working on the next Mario Kart, but I think that they are going to want to release that and drop that. If you consider the sales um, success that they are enjoying from the current Mario Kart 8 Deluxe, um, it is completely smashing sales record and it is really setting pace um, over there. So I think they're going to want to squeeze every single drop out of that and then release the next Mario Kart once they have crossed over 100 million units sold of the Nintendo Switch, which they are on course to comfortably do later on this year. So I think once they do that, they will drop it maybe around the same time as this next Switch revision, next Switch model, who knows, to help uh, propel the sales of that. When that next Mario Kart drops, I can promise you, it will be a sales phenomena like you've never seen, okay? In regards to the, at least that series, it's going to be huge and it will probably, it will, if they do decide to release new Switch hardware, it will propel that thing forward and upwards. Yeah, so it could be that. It could be something big from the likes of Capcom or Square Enix, um, you know, with the rumored uh, Switch exclusive titles that they've got in the mix. They've got uh, the world ends with new ends with you neo they just did uh bravely default 2 maybe it might be something else something bigger another resident evil game for the switch which they have said is in development time that's with capcom who knows i don't know man what do you think let me know give us a shout on the socials i'll put them down below okay that's the small small news it wasn't really that small was it, it went on it was in depth it's all right it's all right we're gonna move on to the next segment right man let's get right into the meat and potatoes of today's show man let's do this man the meat and potatoes of today's show is something that i should have done a while ago it's something i'm going to revisit okay i want to get we're going to get some guests back on um to the show and we're going to go over this um it is without further ado it is my top 10 list of first party exclusives on the platform on the nintendo switch okay right man let's get into this and listen i'm gonna tell you from now all right this isn't in any way shape or form a definitive this is in a state of flux all right it's fluid it changes over time um depending on what my mood is depending on what week i've had depending on what i've had to eat of how much sleep i've had all right on who's got my nerves on how how great of a time i'm doing on what i've played recently okay it can change on so many factors man i don't know what to tell you okay these are all fantastic titles and there is not a lot between them man this is a very tough league if this was a league there is not a lot of points between this so even if a game that i've mentioned is lower down on the list that doesn't mean by any means stretch of the imagination that it is not a fantastic quality title because all of them are okay it's just they have to be ordered and this is the best i can come up with at time of recording all right so let's get into this without further ado man um you know what number 10 right number 10 this could be interchangeable it could be interchangeable um, they could have been joint number 10 and I'm going with, I'm going to go with Starlink, Starlink Battle for Atlas. Okay. Um, I, it went up against Mario Rabbids Kingdom Battle. Those two can be interchangeable, right? They could change. Uh, fantastic title, Mario uh, Rabbids Kingdom Battle. Very faithfully done. Great use of the, the, um, the Mario IP and the different characters in a very 
uh, imaginative way. Who would have ever thought you can mix Mario and Annoying Rabbids and XCOM? It came out beautifully. Voila. But you know what? Starlink, I love sci-fi. I have an affinity with Star Fox. And once they added Star Fox in there, I was sold. I was sold. This is a game that No Man's Sky should have been to begin with, right? It's fantastic. It's open world, um, brilliant characters, great gameplay. Uh, it's just a fantastic game. Go check it out. All right. Number nine. Number nine. For all you JRPG heads out there, Octopath Traveler. Thank you very much, Square Enix. This is an ode, a love letter to JRPG classics of the past of a certain era. This game is fantastic. The music, the score, the sound design, the HD rumble, A1 platinum diamond status, S plus tier. I'm telling you when it comes to that brilliant writing, brilliant characterization. I haven't even mentioned the beautiful, unique art style in this game. That is Octopath Traveler from Square Enix. Thank you, Square Enix. Thank you for that. And because of this game, I'm so happy it did well enough that we've got Bravely Default 2 and Project Triangle Strategy, which continues on that 2.5D um, visual style that Octopath um, brought to the world. Okay, so that was uh, number nine, Octopath. Number eight, this is one of my favorite games of all time, period. It is one of my favorite games, slash the best games, slash one of the prettiest games on, on the platform. It is the, definitely, without a shadow of a doubt, the coolest game, the most unapolog unapologetically coolest game on the system. And that comes from the masters, the masters of action games, Platinum Games. Okay, this game is anime as hell. It's cool as hell. It looks brilliant, but it plays. Oh my God, the gameplay, it plays fantastic. If you like Devil May Cry, if you like Bayonetta and any of those games, it comes from those Donnies, man. And it is fantastic, okay? Wonderful one-on-one. -on -one. It, it mixes all of those games, right? Metal Gear Revengeance, all of those games. Uh, Vanquish, all of them better. It mixes all of the elements from those games. And it it just, it just, whoo, it just whips them in a pot. It just whips them in a pot in a beautiful way. Astral Chain, number eight. I can't talk it up enough. Please experience it, go play it. Um, take a look at some of the videos. That's Astral Chain, man. Okay, number seven. Um, this game here, um, it is the latest in a long line, a very long running RPG series um, going back about 30, 35 years. And it is in keeping with this trend that we're seeing with Switch releases, whereby they not only sell the best that they've ever done um, in their series histories, but they're, they're critically received and reviewed as the best as well. And that is um, another game that, like I said, follows this trend is Fire Emblem Three Houses. Again, like I mentioned, long running uh, JRPG series and this is the top of the pile this is fantastic and whatever you heard about Radiant Dawn, Path of Radiance, uh, Shadow Dragon or uh, Awakening and other other um, entries this one is right up there it is the creme de la creme Fire Emblem the only thing I think holding this game back from being truly goated across the board is that the visual department I felt didn't match up to the high standards it's set in other departments, as in the writing, okay, fantastic writing, characterization, unbelievable music and score. I feel like those were so very high and I felt, I felt like the visuals just needed to be bumped up um, to match that and you would have had an, an undeniable goat on your hands, even in a niche genre that is uh, JRPGs and even in a sub genre of a niche genre being uh, strategy slash tactical RPGs, but there you go. Brilliant game, uh, number seven, Fire Emblem Three Houses. Now, 
these next titles at number six, number five, and number four are interchangeable, okay? They can change. They can all be joined fourth. I think they are, we, they are undeniable, unbelievable um, titles to release, okay? So, the next one that we have, right? Number six is Mario Kart 8 Deluxe. I think it's testament that this game came out what was it 2014 15 and it's still one of the best selling games on the market in 2021 to this day to this day fantastic title brilliant online um works wonderfully online it still looks really good it still looks brilliant plays brilliant it is really good with friends it's got a good one player but it comes into its own uh in multiplayer whether it's online or locally so that's mario kart 8 deluxe one more can be said man okay Number five, Splatoon 2. One of Nintendo's newest IPs. I'm very thankful that they took it on from Splatoon 1 in a very short time. Splatoon 2 came out not too long after Splatoon 1 did on a wholly different system. And it was one of the reasons why the Switch has been successful uh, along with Mario Kart 8 Deluxe. Both of these games launched on the system very early and kickstarted that forward upward momentum trajectory. And it is a fantastic game. Brilliant online, uh, brilliant infrastructure, a very unique um, soundtrack that people love. Uh, for me, I, I appreciate it more from a sound design. I think the sound design in that game is fantastic. Um, yeah, so that's Splatoon 2. Brilliant multiplayer. It's got a very good one player. Uh, for a game that is very multiplayer, very online multiplayer um, leaning, the one player is brilliant. It's got an expansion as well. So that's Splatoon 2 at number five. Number four. Number four, Super Smash Brothers Ultimate. Okay, this is the ultimate the ultimate in a series of games that is the ultimate crossover if i had to play one game if i was on a desert island and i had just one game it would be this because i feel like this one game encapsulates most of gaming okay it it, it captures the spirit and the essence of this medium that we love in one title as much as one title can possibly can okay it just so happens to be in a fighting game it is the ultimate crossover with characters and references from all kinds of genres and eras and times and systems and developers and publishers even indies fantastic i felt at one point that this game wasn't as fun as the wii u and 3ds versions uh but i did acknowledge from the jump that it was a more refined experience now i'm, I'm starting to appreciate it uh, for more and more leaning into that um, I've never seen a game that is such a huge crossover and that is really, you know, very easy uh, to enter and start playing, but very difficult to master. And there's something for everyone, depending, no, no matter what your skill is, your skill level or how you play, whether it's casual or competitively, it just morphs and fits to accommodate you. So that's Super Smash Brothers number four. Like I said, number four, five and six on this list are interchangeable. They all could have been joined fourth for me. They are fantastic and you know, I'm really happy that these titles are here and that they've all done so well uh, critically and commercially because, you know, Nintendo are like uh, one of the few companies who are still dedicated to that local multiplayer experience. Like nothing beats having your people around you, whether it's friends, whether it's families and just having jokes and bantering and laughing to your side split and you can see it you know uh, you can feel the, you know the, the, hear the, the room filled with laughter see the smiles on their faces from across the armchair nothing beats that online gaming is fun i think it's a brilliant uh, substitute for that but nothing beats that uh, experience and i think that 
Super Smash Bros. Ultimate, Splatoon 2, and Mario Kart 8 Deluxe in modern gaming to this day. I thank Nintendo for being dedicated to keeping that experience alive and thriving. Like I said, those can be interchanged. Brilliant. Now we go into number three, and this comes again. Again, it's in keeping with that trend of games coming out on this system and then being critically received as the best in series and commercially doing well, and that is Mario Odyssey. And that bar is very, very high. If you're talking about the, the the best Mario games and the fact that this just came in and slotted right up there around the tippity top, that is saying a lot, okay? Mario Odyssey, I've put at number three. What a fantastic title. I've played many games and I keep on saying this, the unique thing about this game um, separated from all other games I've ever played in my life is that this game gave me something unique, a unique feeling uh, in gaming. And that is that many games have, get, have I've had fun playing them, but I've never had genuine happiness playing a game. This game gave me a sense of happiness as I played it. And I think that is a distinction, right? And I think they did it very well. It had a different type of magic in it, that game, okay? So that's Mario Odyssey number three. Now, now, now things are getting really peak. Um, there are certain names of games which you haven't heard so far. Uh, so you can guess how this thing is shaping up towards the top, okay? This is the top two now. And it's funny because one company, one developer is very much involved with a lot of the games that, are, that make up this, this top six. Is <laughs> one company. Okay, and now the top of the higher up you get to the tree, the more involvement that they had. Just showing the pedigree of this developer, okay? Xenoblade Chronicles 2 and Xenoblade Chronicles 2 Torna, the golden country I've put at number two of first party uh, exclusives on the Nintendo Switch fantastic unforgettable cast of characters again and and this is something that you're going to hear uh, with the one that's at number one an unbelievable um unbelievable achievement in terms of open world design in terms of design in terms of uh locale space backdrop vistas unbelievable okay the music the score is just unforgettable this is a title that I will never forget. I enjoyed my time playing it. Um, and one thing about Zeno, the Zeno series across publishers, across consoles, across generations, is that no game, I think, no single series or franchise has um, fascinated me more with this lore than Xenoblade. Maybe the Zelda one with all the timeline stuff and everything, but I think Zeno uh, is right up there alongside it adjacent with just how fascinating its lore is. So Xenoblade Chronicles 2, is at number two it comes uh by means of the masterful work that the masters of open world design do and that is monolith soft who i think are pound for pound the best developers in the game especially from a nintendo um, perspective everything that you think is great and brilliant about nintendo monolith soft have had more than a hand in doing it and now and now it is time to take a look at the very very tippity top of the tree you know, there are many games. There is only one legend though. So the top spot still to this day, even though it, re it was released on day one of the Switch's life um, span, it was a launch day title. And this title is still to me the greatest game on the system. And that is the legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild. And that's wild in itself, okay? Never has Hyrule been so alive, been so vibrant. 
The premise is unbelievable. The gameplay, the exploration, the combat, the mechanics, the physics, the open world sandbox. This is a true, true, true blue masterpiece of game design. The Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild is just impeccable. It's incredible. Um, you can pick up and play this game and not have any objective of what you're going to do. You're just dropped into just pick up the game, boot it up and just go explore. Just walk around and you'll be having a unique, brilliant, wonderful experience just doing that. Just walking around, just walking around aimlessly. Just doing that. It is fantastic. This game um, really, 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 really uh, defined the Nintendo Switch. And I'm glad that Nintendo pivoted from the Wii U and dropped it onto the Switch as well. And as a result, the system has sold well. We've got more games as a result. Just all around, it's a win. The sequel, the sequel, I'm sure we're going to get word on it soon. And when that does land and does drop, okay, it's going to be something else entirely. A bit like Mario Kart um, 8 Deluxe, you know, when they're thinking about when that's going to drop. I think it's going to come when they're ready to announce it once the system's crossed 100 million units then boom i think breath of the wild also when we have um, a new switch quote-unquote pro system i think that's when they would um, tie it together with breath of the wild as they did with the original og vanilla switch but that makes up my top 10 people please don't chew me out please don't bite my head off it's just in my unhumble or braggadocious opinion what my top 10 is as of time of writing as a time of recording it could change by the time that you hear this by the time we speak about it later on okay so don't try and hold that against me you're not slick all right and that wraps up today's show man all i'm gonna do is talk about what i've been playing recently um not a lot to be honest with you since the last time we spoke um splatoon 2 Played a bit of Splatoon 2, and that's what we've been doing with the likes of Chronic 300 and C1L No E. So we've been playing that, and that was fun. It's always good to have a bit of a summon run uh, when you can with friends, eight. Right, so please don't be a stranger. Make sure you pull up um, to our Twitch channel. That's twitch.tv forward slash J underscore K-U-L-C-H-A. We would love to see you there. Please. Please pull up. Don't be a stranger. Don't be weird. Hang your hats, hang your jackets, hang your coats. Pull up a chair and grab yourselves a beverage. All right. All that's left to do is to thank you very much because you could have been any place in the world. You chose to be here with me. That is greatly appreciated. All right. Please look after yourselves and each other. Until the next one, innit? Safe. <laughs>